let's get to our next guest on FT Live. I'm going to call him something more prestigious. Is, is catching coach for no, the Atlanta Braves? No, can I say like that's demeaning to, to can sound? I, can I say like defensive guru? Just the just the Italian stallions, fine. Sal Fasano joining us right now from the Atlanta Braves with your buddies here. Sal, how you doing? Hi guys, how are you? Catching coach is enough too, by the way. I don't need anything oh, with him now. Don't do that. You're you're the same guy that was a catching coach, then a double A manager, and then you became a pitching coordinator for an organization. You're like, if you were better looking, you would definitely you would definitely command a higher a higher name to your position. Well, you know, that's why we all wore masks too, right? So I <laughs> can handle, you know, being any prettier. So sorry, if you hear the ticking in the background, my dog is wanting to be a part of this too. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. You know what his name is? You'd love it. It's Backstop. Amazing. Yeah. Well, at any point, if Backstop wants to be involved, just, I don't know the size, but just do a little pickup and there's no problem there. We welcome. I don't think Sal has a dog that's like this big. I'm going to say this dog no, is probably got got just a little tons, bit. We got tons of drool. Oh, yeah. That's pickup that worthy. That's definitely Sorry. pickup worthy. Yeah, that's pickup worthy. <laughs> I, saw Sal, fan. I saw Sal try to bench 610 pounds one time. How'd so that go? He didn't get it that day, but he ended up getting higher than that. Later. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, Sal, have you have you heard, by the way, just on the topic of of what your title is, have you heard some of these titles recently? So like now associate manager just became a new title. We've got Ricky Weeks has that, and so does DeMarlo Hale. And we had Carlos yeah. Mendoza, manager of the Mets yesterday, and he said at one point when he got the quality control coach job, he literally, they were like, you got the job, you're quality control coach. And he goes, what's that? <laughs> you know, I remember when I, when I first got signed with, or with uh, Atlanta, I know you guys were just talking about Oakland, but when I first signed here, they were talking about, well, we can give you multiple titles. We can give you quality control. If you wanted to be um, defensive and game plan coordinator, I'm like, nope, catching coach is enough. That's plenty on my plate. I don't need anything more than that. That's funny. Offensive like coordinator it. for Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly's offensive coordinator. Yeah. Now, that, now that I feel like is up your alley. Like you would love to get down three-point stance. Like you would love to like – Tell the tell the boys, you know, give like a call out the call out the coverages. I know that would be up your alley. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'd, when you grow up, I was a left tackle and a long snapper too. But I actually thought I was better at football than baseball. So if you want to go that route, I'm good at it. I loved making all the little calls when we were going to trap, when we were going to pull. That was good stuff. It was kind of perfect. I, I always thought it'd been cool to get to the major leagues and still play both, like play football and play baseball. But instead of being glory positions like cornerback or running back, it would have been like offensive line and catcher. Those two work perfect together. <laughs> you would be able to walk. You would, you would be able to walk way less than you can walk now. No, I already have three knee replacements. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't. Think, I'd probably be more healthy. Oh, Well, Sal. Well, Sal I mean, I first met Sal in instructional league in Fort Myers in like 1995. Right? No wonder yeah. he had knee replacements because he he's the only guy I've ever seen that could get his knees so far down to the ground that his ass was on the ground and I'm yeah. watching him catch and I'm like 18 years old and I'm like I gotta catch like that I got no chance if I'm gonna make it he had him and Mike Sweeney were the two catchers in the yeah. Royals instructional league I'm like wait a minute one of those dudes bangs the other guy catches like that I'm like I have no chance hey those were the good old days how about some of the players that came through our little area right there we used to have to oh. share a complex with Fort Myers because the Royals didn't have enough money to have their own place not that I'm ripping them but 
we had to share, but it made it actually kind of cool because you got to meet some really great players over the times and, and you, you played games every day. That's back when it was seven weeks, AJ, holy cow. Now it's like three weeks and it's for everybody, but I don't know. It's a, sorry, it is like bitter right now. I think instructionally, we could do so much more with instructionally than we don't. You used to teach, you used to teach one ass down. Now you teach one knee down. One nice job. Exactly. You, you've definitely made the adjustment. Good job. Yeah. Well, you know, after people ask me all the time, they're like, why do you teach one knee? And I actually, when I had my, my third one replacement, I was like, can I just get just cut out of my knee and put it in like a glass vase? So then when people ask me, why do you teach on one knee? I could be like, here, this is why, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. It's more healthy. And I actually, I, it's fun to teach and it's always growing and evolving. So I kind of love it. You do love teaching. That's for sure. Why? I'm going to go right to the point. Why are you not a manager yet, Sal? Because I remember when back when you won a championship in 2010 or 12 in double A. Uh, 2000, I think it was 11, 12 wasn't as good, but 11, I think we won. Darno was there. Darno yep. was there. You had you had the boys. Yeah. You had everybody there. Yeah, Ron yeah, was there. Really yeah. And I think those two guys, though, I'm pretty proud of. I mean, we had a lot of good players, but go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. That That's like – and I remember you came up to the big leagues that September maybe, and you were hanging out. I really yeah. thought – I really thought you would be a manager by now. Is it? Is it a your choice? Is it a their choice? Is it a – you know, just the standard TV answer. I'm just happy where I am. No, I think you're when you get into coaching, you start to realize things evolve. I I really am content. And that was really a hard lesson for me to learn as a player. More so, it's easier as a coach. I think when you have the people that we had and you work under SNED, I mean, Alex, Alex is such a tremendous guy to work for. Walt Weiss is a bench coach. You saw we just lost Wash. I think over these last seven years, I've learned so much about handling personnel, preparing your daily routine, plus how important, you know, we always know that pitching is important, but it's like more important than I ever even imagined. Um, and so when you, when you start to realize like you can do a lot of good in what I'm doing. And I think I love catching so much. And I love my catcher so much that I would feel remiss if I was a manager because I would have to hand that off to somebody else. And that'd be a little tough. I'm not ready to do that yet in my career. I think as I get a little bit older, it might be a little bit easier to lay off the reins just a touch. But I think, you know, I'm, I know I'm pretty demanding on those guys, but those guys always respond so well. But I, I don't know, I think managing right now in my age, you know, I'm only 52. But I think it's almost an older man's position. I don't think it's a younger man's position. I'm not ripping any of the other young managers or anything like that. But I feel like I wanted to know more about everything that it, that encapsulates baseball. So I think in time, just being patient, if the opportunity arises, it arises. I mean, I've had opportunities to interview um, and I've enjoyed it. I've learned a lot about what other people think. But to me, I believe in loyalty in my old age and I've been, Alex has been really loyal to me and I want to be really loyal to him. And, you know, and the guys we have, the Atlanta Braves, it's a fun opportunity to come to work every day and know you have a chance to win. So it's hard as a young manager, because you know, you're not going to have the best team in the world. So you're going to have some grind, some lean years. Um, and then hopefully you get your team good enough and then all of a sudden they'll fire you and get somebody else in there that's older and knows what they're doing. <laughs> you know, what's crazy though. 
we had a time period in the game. It wasn't that long ago where it was like, let's get the out of the box, younger, fresher brain into the game. And look at you saying, eh, I think I'm too young for the yeah. manager gig. I'm only in my 50s right now. You know, yeah, I mean, the game is floating its way back to a different direction, at least on that on that point. Right. Oh, of course it is. I mean, look at look at the last three, last four World Series managers. I mean, I mean, Dave wasn't that long in a tooth, but when you look at Dusty, what he's done in his career and what a great career he had and, you know, finally hang him up on his terms, you know, look at Boach coming in the game, you know, look at Snit before that. Like these guys are all baseball lifers and they've done so much good in, in the baseball community that it's almost a just deserve when those guys win, you know? And I think I, I always equated, I give this example. I'm like, okay, if, if we're in the war, and you have a guy who's just out of West Point and he's fresh faced and he's got all these great ideas. Would you rather follow him or George Patton? I'm probably going to follow Patton. I think something about, you know, experience you can't teach. So, so I think over the years, as I start to get even more experience, then I might be ready for it. But right now, why be in a hurry? I'm in a good place and we win. So it's fun. I'm sure the winning part is really fun. That's that's the. I know you always liked winning. Speaking of winning, yeah. Council won the uh, manager sweepstakes. How do you feel about <laughs> your guy, my guy, Craig Council, going to Crosstown Rival? I mean, you've been in the game so long. You've played for so many teams. You can't really have a rival. But I think if Sal Fasano went to the, went to the Phillies as the manager of the Phillies in a year, I think some of the guys on your team would be like, wait yeah. a minute. Sean Murphy would be like, wait a minute. What? what wait. You're, you're going where? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, me and Count's got along. We go back to Notre Dame when he was in Notre Dame and I was at the University of Evansville and Murph was the manager. So it was funny. Like we used to lead the league in bench clearing brawls. So that was a pretty <laughs> fun experience for us. But, I, you know, Craig has done such a nice job and I'm actually really happy for him um, just because, number one, he got paid like good for you getting paid. I mean, you spend your whole life trying to be a coach or grinding or making peanuts compared to the players. Well, all of a sudden now this guy's got a little bit more clout. So maybe we can start to give the managers just a little bit more power credit. They always have power, but you know, you wish they would get paid more. I mean, if you're, you're in it to get paid, you might as well get paid. I think going to a crosstown rival, I think, you know, that would be tough for me to do, boy, if I had to go to Philly and, and play against my guys. But they all understand that's how the sport is. We all played on different teams. None of us were like the Derek Jeters that played with one team our whole life. But it was a weird situation. I don't blame him for going. But for him to go to Chicago, that was like, wow, you just went to your rival. So there's a lot of people in Milwaukee that are probably really pissed off right now. But I know the guys in Chicago will be really happy. So how happy are you for Wash to get another opportunity? And then he stole EY. So he stole your, you lost your third base coach and your first base coach. I think you had one, did you had one, do you have any stolen bases in your career? I, you know, one, I had it at you home. You had one, I right? Home. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, are you going to be the new first base coach? Yeah. You know, I have a lot to offer with stealing bases. I was so good <laughs> at it. You know, um, no, I don't. That's a tough thing. Actually, I just got done talking to Wash. Um, you know, I, I wanted to let it ride for a couple of days because I know he probably had a million things going through his mind. And really, I was so happy for him because, you know, he he still is a manager at heart. I mean, he did all the grinding. He's coached in the minors. He's coached in the big leagues. 
He's basically revolutionized what people do routine wise. He's got so much knowledge to give and, and he's really a good leader of men. His little infield unit loved him so much that I, I could tell that he really, really wanted to do it again. So I'm super happy. Obviously I'm sad selfishly because you know, what you guys don't know is I get to the ballpark at 1030 every morning and Wash comes in like at 1130. And when he would come in, he would sit there and we would we'd literally talk about situations or games or development or what we should do in the organization and get it better. And it was like an hour conversation almost, you know, maybe every other day for six years. So the ability to get all that knowledge from him, that's why, like I would say, why be in a hurry when I can learn so much from all these great people? And obviously EY, losing EY hurts too. I mean, EY has a ton of energy. He's got a ton of knowledge when it comes to base stealing, when he talks to tips, you know, stealing off the pitchers, you know, to have that kind of energy and that charisma on a daily basis, that's going to be tough to try to, you know, have somebody fill that role. So, you know, I'm excited for both of them though, and they're going to a great place and I love Perry and, you know, the guys in Anaheim. So I hopefully they can help turn that place around and get some guys to play on a daily basis. All right. I ask this to every one of the guests that we have player guests. So you're an ex player guest. Player's Choice Award. Chose oh, Nakash. She, AJ's pissed. I thought you were going to go MVP because he's yeah. about to get the official award. Well, he should win the MVP. Mm. But the players chose Shohei Otani or Ronald Acuna over Shohei Otani as the player of the year. Tell me why I, I'm right. Acuna, to sit there in the dugout every day and see what Acuna did, and when you start to put it in context – and, you know, we played against Barry, you know, like Barry was the greatest player I'd ever seen in my life. He not only won 40-40, he won 40-70. That's almost, that's, nobody's ever done it in the history of the world. And nobody's done what Otani's done either, but he's kind of done it for three years. Um, I, I think what Ronald did was so special offensively that it's hard to say Otani finished better. And the other thing was, I think longevity has something to do with it. And I feel bad that Shohei blew out, but Ronnie, Ronnie posted every day. And I think if you were going to win an award and Shohei didn't win it, it probably should be Ronnie for sure. So I don't know. He might get backlash, but he's also um, kind of a homer when it comes to that. I mean, he's a brave. He needs to be, he needs to be a champ, a winner. I actually think he, he was spectacular this year offensively. It was crazy. All right. I, I'm convinced now. That's all it took, AJ. If Sal says it. Can we I'm, stop asking people that now, please? Now we can stop asking. Okay, because thank Sal, God. Sal, because I fought hard for Ronald. I was I you? was fighting. Me, yeah, oh, my gosh. I'm like 40-70. Me and Scott were like, listen, 40-70. I know Shohei had a great year. He missed last month. But what Acuna did was historical. I mean, it was yeah. off a different level. And this guy deserves to be, like you said, applauded for that. And the players saw it, so good now. Crouch can stop asking us. So thank you, Sal. Imagine if Acuna pitched too. Yeah, he probably could. He's got the arm for it. He does. You know, he does I, have the arm for it. I bet you he can throw ninety-eight. What do you have? Mid nineties, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think he can do it like Otani does. I mean, he's. There's, I'm not taking anything away from Shin, oh, Shohei, but son of a gun, man. Like when I saw Shohei for the first time. That was like watching a gazelle on the field. He threw harder than everybody else, hit the ball harder than everybody else. He ran faster than everybody else, and he pitched. I was like, holy cow, this is ridiculous. It was actually kind of fun to watch here and all. But 
on in that end, that's how it was with Ronnie this year to think that a guy could hit 40 homers and, and be on a list of one, one. That's what's hard to believe. Cause you think Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Willie Mays, all the greats, Roger Hornsby, you want to go back to Ty Cobb. Nobody, nobody's ever even come close to that. So, and I don't know if anybody will even come close to it. The only guy I think would be Julio, but I don't know if he can, he can do that in a whole year. That's impossible to think about. Hard to fathom. It really is. Sorry, I just ran on. No, you're good. I love it. I love run on Sal. <laughs> what do the Braves? What do the Braves need for next year? What do they need to get over the Phillies in the playoffs in the first round? And you can't say it's already the bingo card has already been checked. Healthy starting pitching at the All Star at the at the postseason, you know, when the postseason begins. Well, sure. I mean, we we definitely need that. Um, I think that's pretty easy. You always need pitching. Doesn't matter where you're at. You'll never have enough pitching. If you can get as much as you can, you got to hoard it. Uh, secondly, I think our offense. I mean, it just it really, and I, I don't think Kevin Seitz would be mad about it. But I, we didn't perform the way we were supposed to. This was a historic offense. And basically, Wheeler and, and Nola and Ranger, Rangers shut us down ridiculously. And their bullpen was good. I don't know. It almost felt like we're sitting there in the dugout and going, man, those guys are so hungry. And they like they wanted to kick the crap out of us. You know what I mean? And I, I wish we could have fought back a little bit, a little bit more to where, you know, we could have punched them in the mouth. I mean, not physically, obviously, but, you know. <laughs> I don't want to get in a fight anymore. I'm too old for that. But I, I just wish we could have just competed just a little bit of a higher level. And I, I don't want to use the layoff because everybody's like, oh, you know, this new format, we sit for six days. Of course we sit for six days. Well, you still got to win. That's the way it is. You, you either win or you lose. There's, I mean, that's it. Texas is the best team right now because they won the last game. Everybody else, we got to find a way to make it better. But I think it's that combination. I wish we could have been healthy pitching-wise. Thought our bullpen did a, a fairly decent job, but our offense really didn't perform to the expectations that we really should have been at. Sal, you know what you should have said? You know what your answer should have been just for Kratz? What? We're going to get Shohei, and then he'll <laughs> solve a starting pitcher, and he'll solve offense, and the Braves have the money to do it. Let's go Braves. Oh, man, can you imagine putting Otani on the field on a daily basis? I wonder if he could play the outfield. That would be fun to watch. So... <laughs> Where's he going to play, though? Left field. Oh, okay. We didn't sign, we didn't sign Rosie back. So I think, uh, you know, Marcel, people kind of forget, Marcel hit 40 and 100, just in case anybody was wondering. And uh, somehow Bryce Harper got the DH award. I can't figure that one out. But Marcel came back nicely. Can you imagine Shohei in left field just batting right behind Ronald? So you go Ronald, you know, Otani. <laughs> then you would do O'Reilly, then Olsen, and, you know, we can keep going if you want. It would be pretty exciting. So give up your coach's salary and chip into the pot and tell Liberty yeah. Media. They're good without his salary. <laughs> They're fine. Don't, don't take any money with Their numbers are public. Sal. I actually looked at them two days ago. They are fantastic. Uh, <laughs> the dude who, who makes a lot of money, Warren Buffett. Is that the guy okay. who made a lot of money? For yeah. Oh, my gosh. She just bought shares of battery, too, Scotty. Do you see that, how much he's worth? Yes. He bought the the he brought um, eight million dollars of shares of the Braves stock. You know the what Braves the Braves have their own they, yeah. they branched it off. Bra Braves are public. 
They're like an IPO or something? Yeah, that's why we get to see how much money, how well the, the sport is doing, despite <laughs> what happened today with Oakland. It's it's wild. Yeah. So yeah. he's no, bullish you- on the Braves. That's a good thing. Hey, he's Scotty. Bull- Scotty, you know what you get to see? How many right. people go to the damn battery every day and eat at Antico Pizza and oh and the, all the places there? I mean, if you if you haven't been to a Braves game lately in the last few years, and you get to the battery at like ten thirty in the morning, there's just wall to wall people playing catch and running around. It's listen, they were the ones that kind of started the revolution. Them and the Cardinals, they started like the ballpark village and then the battery. But that was the best thing the Braves ever did. So you can walk around there. You don't even have to leave. You could just live right there and just exactly. you know. Eat at all the restaurants. I tell people all the time, if you if you come to the battery, it's not like you're just going to come to a game. It's a daily event. You can eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. You can go to the clubs. You can drink. You can watch a baseball game. You can listen to music at the Roxy. You've got basically everything. When we won the World Series, to think that there was almost 50,000 fans there and 180,000 people in the battery, and I got to walk home, which would, was a little bit difficult, but – because I actually live there in the battery. So it's funny, man. You see a Friday, Saturday night, it's jam-packed full of people. On my way to the ballpark in the morning, people are all freaking starting to buzz around. It's it's an impressive place. I mean, I think the guys, you know, Terry McGurk, Mike Plant, Sheldon, all those guys, they, they made this place into a tremendous place to work. I, I need to see Sal. I need to see Sal riding a bird scooter to work that bird scooter would just be like couldn't even chance we'd have to get a lift bigger tires tires sorry i'm in chicago what do you expect hey what are your yeah it's about to get cold in chicago you're that's why you go home that's why you go to the field so early that's why you go at 10 30 so you can walk through the battery and see all the drunk people just passed out and see all the new people eating breakfast i get it yes exactly right you should see tomorrow Oh, go ahead. Tomorrow, tomorrow we have KP on Kevin Pilarzo. Oh, oh, we need, that's... we need a. I know one of one of my guys. Like, love it. What do you, what do we need to ask KP that from you or from the team to get some kind of uh, contract going? Because you said you need a left fielder, right? We do need a left fielder, but that platoon job he did last year. I thought you were going to tell me something more funny. Like he sat next to me at lunch one day and he's like, you know, you grew up in the eighties. I'm like, yeah, you know, I was going to high school and stuff. He goes, give me your top hundred list of movies. And I literally went through and we, we check marked like a, like a list of 50 movies that he needed to watch for him and his kids. So I, I'll tell you what, when it comes to clubhouse glue, this guy's the pinnacle. He's, he's as good as it gets. He, he comes every day doesn't complain if he doesn't play he knows when he's going to pinch hit he's already done all the research on the on the left-handers that he was going to face and I'll tell you what he ended up having a great year for us too I mean we couldn't have had the success without every little piece that we have um but man I hope he comes back I wish I had, if it was my purse strings I'm getting them I'm not even thinking twice about it hey Sal can you give me a state of the Braves pitching and catching situation Heading into next year, so you know, sure. poor you. You had to deal with Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. That sucks. I'm sorry about that. You know, just they terrible. give you, they just give you nothing, and you have to just make it into a Picasso painting. Um, and then, and then, as far as the pitching goes, too, on the same realm, like you have, you know, um, Kyle Wright hopefully coming back from his injury situation, and and we talked about how you know Max was just coming back in the playoffs. 
Morton's back again. Anybody young that you feel like is going to have a breakout next year as well? Well, you know, the guys you said are tremendous. I'm glad Charlie's coming back. That adds just a little bit of stability. I think when you start actually going through what the team is like, you need innings out of your starters. And it's really hard to come by because nobody throws 200 innings anymore um, or makes 30-some starts. And Charlie's still that guy. He's still kind of a horse that makes his 30 starts. I think for the young and exciting guys, the youngest one that we have is A.J. Smith-Shauber. And here's a kid who's really learning how to pitch. He's got a really good arm. He throws, you know, four-seamer, curveball, slider, uh, split, and – his swing and miss rate is really high. He's got, you know, he's got all the fun. If you want to throw the numbers when it comes to extension and spin rates, everything is really to the form that it's elite. I think the the fun part about my two catchers is we spend so much time on how to call a game and how to sequence pitches with guys that they see the upside in AJ just like we do, and they they feel like it's it's going to be an ability to nurture, develop, much like we did with Strider and guys like Bryce that can really come in and, and do a great job. I think a couple of other younger ones, I mean, Darius Vines did a really, really nice job for us this year in that little short stint. I know he's not a high velocity guy, but he has some pitchability. Um, you know, we it's hard because we've had to get rid of a lot to get where we're at pitching wise. So we're still in the process. We've got a lot of good arms in development right now in an A ball. And we're just, I'm just a little bit too far away to give you all those names as well. But uh, AJ is probably the most exciting guy we have right now. And I don't know if Kyle's going to bounce back from a soldier surgery next year. So we're going to need somebody to fill those shoes. I know. I'm very exciting, Sal. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might be your favorite player, you know, a couple AJs, X, you know, give them your old number. Uh, somebody already stole that. You know, Eddie, Eddie Perez, Eddie Perez wouldn't give up 12 when I came to the Braves, yeah. you know, and now, and then he, you know, he gave it up and I'm like, you gave it up. I think he gave it up to Sean Murphy. And I'm like, you gave it up to Murphy, but you wouldn't give it up to me. What the hell, Eddie? Yeah. Well, you know, he, he shows his favoritism. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if anybody, you know, but he is the world series MVP. He'll be the first to tell you too. No, NLCS. <laughs> NLCS. <laughs> oh, he tells, oh gosh. Five times a day. Ah, he goes, ha ha. NLCS actually, MVP. 99. You know, like <laughs> he got his belt, and on the belt, it literally says it, too. It's like NL. No, no yeah. way. I love him, though. I can't make fun of him, not to his face. You can. But, all right, I'll make fun of him just a little bit. Yeah. Hey, hey who, who has a better mustache, him or you? Oh, no, he shaved his. He doesn't keep it anymore. But when he had he, it, though. Oh, when he had it? Oh, yeah. man. You're yeah. talking about, like, who's the villain in Johnny Dangerously? He had, like, the perfect... Omar Sharif mustache. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mine is kind of what it is, you know. If you ever seen Slapshot, it's uh, Johnny the Defenseman from Slapshot. And I've kept it for this long. Now it's all crazy. <laughs> Sorry, Who Slapshot's my favorite movie of all time. Who so. owned the Chiefs? Who owned the Chiefs? Sorry. All right, so it's legendary, by the way. I've, I've got two more for you on current topics. I want to get your thoughts. One is... We learned in the past 24 hours that there's a chance that we get two more seconds shaved off of the pitch clock with, wait, I'm going to screw this up, with runners mm -hmm. on. On. Runners on. 
yeah. we'll take two seconds off. And if you see it and it's coming from the rules committee, which is controlled by the league, it's, it's going to happen. It's not a vote because there's only four players on there. And we have some of those players on our show. They're like, they just right. tell us what's going on. So yeah. really just want to get your reaction to how you think that'll play out. I know they, they saw that the games started to tick up again towards the end of the year. Um, the numbers people at the league. So do you think some of the veteran pitchers are going to be pissed? Because I know some of them were asking for two more seconds. Like, do you think it'll make any difference or they're okay? No, I think they're going to be able to morph. Um, you saw this year, everybody morphed pretty well. I think 18 seconds isn't going to be undoable. I, I still just worry that we have a whole generation of pitchers that were worried about velocity to where they forgot how to actually play baseball, control the running game, change your looks, all the fun stuff like that. Like, you know, if we were catching right now, we'd be miserable because we don't really ever get a chance to throw a guy out. Um, the few teams like Arizona who did put an emphasis on it, you saw their ability to control the running game and steal a lot of bases, put them in a, a really good position by the end of the year. But for the rest of the league, they're way behind the times. I, I think we'll be able to adjust but I think development needs to start doing a better job with those guys because the guys coming up, the time isn't a big issue. It's more for the veteran guys. But controlling the running game is still going to be the biggest issue. And if you don't allow guys time to hold, you know, and maybe change their looks, it's going to be more of a track meet this year, this coming year. And then lastly, this news is fresh. You heard us talking about it. You played for the A's in 2000 and 2001, right? Uh, 99, 2000. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's in that been area. Something. When the yeah, hit a lot, um, but but you were part of the franchise. Just your reaction or thoughts to um, the news that it's pretty much you know official now that they'll be departing the city of Oakland, which is a large market and a very devoted fan base that didn't have a legit ballpark or team. You know the past several years. Yeah, you know you guys were you know I was able to eavesdrop in on your conversation before I got on and. I think the, the fans of Oakland were so loyal to the to the A's that, you know, it would be almost heartbreaking for that community um, to lose it. Obviously, the ballpark, I mean, it's really turned into a tough place to play because the conditions, the facility, the, the field is still immaculate after all these years. But, you know, the stands, it's kind of a, a tough place to come back and have all those memories about when you played there. You're like, God, I don't remember it being this bad. Um, but it's actually in poor, poor condition. I wish they would have done a better job maintaining it or at least upgrading it, doing better things. I mean, I think because when I got to the big leagues, 95, 96, they still had the old ballpark and then they did all the renovations to it. And I was like, oh, OK, but really have to keep up with the times. It'll be a shame for Oakland to lose a team. I know they lost to Raiders. I think it'll crush those that fan base there and they'll almost become resentful. So whether or not they jump on San Francisco's bandwagon or not, I don't know. But I really think that they're, there's just going to be some upset baseball people that will never watch baseball again because of it. As for the Las Vegas community, uh, we had a AAA team in Las Vegas. And I know they've been begging for baseball for a long, long time. And you see what you know the Raiders are doing and, and how beautiful that facility is. You hope it'll work out. But I think what AJ was talking about earlier makes a ton of sense. It's going to take them three years to build a ballpark. And it's going to be miserable for that team to get free agents, to sign long-term deals, to get anybody to even come play over there if you know you're going to play in a triple-A stadium or a double-A stadium or an A-ball stadium. So there's really a lot of challenges that are a little bit above my pay grade, but I really feel bad for that organization and for the people that 
are big Oakland A fans. I, I really, it's tough, you know, and I got one of my catchers there, Shea Langoliers, and I, I want him to have a ton of success, but it's hard if you're going to be playing in, you know, that place without really the ability to get better over the next couple of years. Sal, this means a lot that you came on our show. So no, Thanksgiving, no. I'm super no. thankful for you, Sal. And honestly, our friendship over the years, we played together for a little bit right at the end of your career. Yeah. And then you coached me a little bit in spring training. And yeah. now I get a hug almost <laughs> every time I can, I can sustain the hug, but it's like, it's like <laughs> hugging a bear. So I hope you and your brood of kids have a great and awesome Thanksgiving. And thanks for coming on with us. Well, thanks guys. You know, on my end too, what a great idea having you and AJ do a podcast with Scotty helping you guys out. It's great to get actually some catchers. You know, they talk about catchers being great managers. You guys are proving the point that you guys can be great hosts and have a great podcast. And it's, it's tremendous, man. I keep good luck to you guys. And I'm thankful that you guys are still keeping in the game and being in touch with the game. Baseball needs good people in the game. That'll never change. Yeah. Good, good voices and, and smart people too. You guys are the quarterbacks. So I'll say it. <laughs> what? Not you, AJ. I don't know where I'm pointing either. Hey, AJ like brings some heat. So it always goes. It always um, goes the wrong way. No, it means a lot though. Thank you, Sal. And yeah, we've had over 200. I don't know, 15. I think now player guests on during the year too to kind of just have some good clubhouse conversations with these guys. So, and I'll step aside. But um, yeah, appreciate it a lot. Thank you. And we're, we're still chugging every day. We'll be on. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Hey, don't be afraid to give me one of them shirts because I'm gonna need it. About three X. Okay. You gotta Done. get one of those. Mark, he's on it. We, I, I saw you. I saw you last season. You're down to a two X now. We'll make sure they're they're a little they're a little tighter fitting, but it's it's where you played your entire career. Yeah, in foul that's, territory. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's why we have such a unique perspective of the game because we everybody faces us, and we get to exactly. see what everybody's doing all the time. That's why these guys feel right at home. Everyone's facing yeah. them now. We got it. Shirt on its way. Sal, thank you. Appreciate it. Happy holidays, yeah. man. Thank you guys too. Happy Thanksgiving and obviously happy holidays to you guys as well.